0: When you take away the sugar, you can finally discover the real sweetness in your life. I'm your host, Netta Gorman. And this week, I want to do a short solo episode about why life after sugar is so unpopular. And what I mean by unpopular is that the idea of living a sugar-free life is not always received particularly favourably by the public. And in this episode, I want to talk to you about why. I mean, I never wanted to stop eating sugar myself, so I totally get it. And actually, when it was suggested to me in 2015 to cut sugar for just two weeks as an experiment, I said, no way! So if that's what you're thinking... I understand 100%. But if you happen to be more open minded than I was, and you're looking for some free resources about how to cut sugar, then I have plenty for you. Come check out the Life After Sugar Facebook page and subscribe to the Life After Sugar YouTube channel, as well as my Instagram account at MyLifeAfterSugar, which is where you'll get all kinds of inspiration. Pictures of meals, short reels, useful info to get you started on your life after sugar, as well as thought-provoking quotes and even sometimes pictures of our cat, so that you can see that it's perfectly possible to live a happy and active life, even if you don't eat sugar. You can also check out my TikTok account at netta underscore sugar. And if cravings are getting in the way and causing you to fall off the wagon, then I have five tips for you, especially if you're an intermittent faster, to help you get rid of cravings. Go to AfterSugarClub.com and download your five tips today. You can also find my simple guide for getting more energy with less sugar by going to aftersugarclub.com, scrolling down to the bottom and clicking on Simple Guide. And while you're there at aftersugarclub.com, you can also have a look at the videos I've made for you to show you what to eat that doesn't contain added sugars, where to find real whole foods at the grocery store, and also how to look after your gut health with fermented foods and drinks. So to get those free resources, go to AfterSugarClub.com. All right, so I decided to call this episode Why Life After Sugar is So Unpopular. (laughs) And maybe I was naive to think that when I discovered all the benefits of cutting sugar and I began to share that good news with the world, well, yeah, I think I was naive to believe that everyone would be amazed at just how wonderful life can be when you cut sugar and they'd all decide to do what I did. Cut sugar, flour and sweeteners and basically never look back. Well, how wrong could I be? When I first went public about my life after sugar in 2018, it was in the French-speaking press in Quebec, Canada, where I live, And a friend of mine who's a journalist interviewed me and published an article in the papers there. I'd already been posting a little bit on social media, but this was really on a much bigger scale. And what shocked me was that complete strangers wrote comments that were judgmental and basically pretty spiteful and even aggressive about what I was doing, even though... I was talking about just how great I feel, and even though, they knew nothing about me. I mean, I really thought that the general public would be all for cutting sugar, especially as it's known to cause so many health issues. But no, a lot of the comments I got from total strangers weren't just negative, they were downright aggressive. I mean, I can understand why the idea of giving up your favourite comfort foods would make you, well, uncomfortable. As I said, I myself resisted the idea of cutting sugar for the longest time. So I totally understand that wall of resistance. I mean, the theory of cutting sugar is fine. But in practice, if you stop eating all your favourite desserts, and chocolate, and comfort foods, then it's scary, right? I mean, where are you going to get your comfort from if not from those foods? If your life is already stressful and tiring and the only relief you have is from these comfort foods, the idea of taking them away probably makes you think that life is tough enough now Isn't it just going to be tougher and sadder without sugar? Plus it's such an ingrained habit, at least it was for me, to eat something sweet, some kind of dessert at the end of every meal, that just the idea of not doing that anymore makes most people, including myself at first, say, er, no thank you. And it's not just the idea of letting go of eating something sweet at the end of a meal that's unpopular. It's also that it's so popular to use sugar as a coping skill when you're stressed or tired or bored or feeling any type of emotion. I mean, even if you have health issues that are linked with a high consumption of sugar, like weight gain and type 2 diabetes or prediabetes or signs of the fatty liver or high blood pressure or inflammation or as I had, digestive issues and a whole host of other metabolic and health problems, even if we know that cutting sugar can definitely help reverse or improve these health issues, well, the idea of life without sugar is still really unpopular, which is probably why diets and powders and pills and meds are way more popular. And that's why I called it life after sugar, not life without sugar. The word without, for me at least, has a really negative connotation, one of lack, of something missing. Whereas life after, after sugar is positive, joyful. It's where transformations take place. There's life before you cut sugar and then there's life after sugar. And the quantity of sugar that you decide to eat or not eat is totally up to you. That's part of the freedom that I talk about in Life After Sugar because in Life After Sugar... Nobody's telling you what to do. You're responsible for your own choices. But what you do get is guidance, so that if you do choose to cut forms of added sugars and starches and generally processed foods, then go ahead. And if you choose to eat real whole foods that contain naturally occurring sugars, like in vegetables, fruit, dairy, nuts seeds, legumes, beans, then go ahead. This isn't a diet. You're not obliged to do anything in life after sugar. And maybe that is also why life after sugar is so unpopular. Because unlike most diets, you're not being told what you can or can't eat, what you're allowed or not allowed to do. You're not being treated as if you were a child. In Life After Sugar, you have the power to decide for your own life as an adult. And, well, that requires a little bit of effort. And maybe that is another reason why Life After Sugar is so unpopular. Now, you may have noticed that this episode is a little bit tongue-in-cheek on my part because, ironically, this Life After Sugar podcast actually is pretty popular. And, in fact, I'd like to read you a couple of reviews of this podcast. Here's one from Barbie, who's actually a graduate of the Life After Sugar program. She says, I learned so much about the sugar-free lifestyle from Netta, And guess what? Sugar-free is fun. Why? Because I feel so much better. You don't have to be stuck in a bad relationship with sugar. Change is possible and the rewards can be outstanding. Who doesn't like feeling energetic and at their best? I know I do. Take a listen to a few things I learned with Netta. Thanks Netta. Barbie, podcast number 83. Yes, go listen to episode 83 right after this one. And another five-star review that says, really enjoying the positivity in this podcast. Thank you for sharing this with all of us. Thank you. And speaking of sharing, if you can share this podcast with as many people as possible, even at the risk of being unpopular, then we can get this message out into the world, and the more people who listen to the podcast, the more people we can help. So could I ask you please to rate this podcast by scrolling down and tapping on the stars and also by adding your own review. Just scroll down, tap on write a review and write a short review to tell us how cutting sugar is transforming your life and your health. Thank you. Alright, so this is a little tongue-in-cheek episode about why life after sugar is so unpopular. Because, let's face it, who jumps out of bed in the morning and says, Hey, I know what I'll do. I'll just stop eating all my favourite foods and start living my life after sugar. Come on. I mean, really? I never did that. I never wanted to give up sugar or chocolate or any of my favourite comfort foods. No way. And I resisted it for months. But you know, nothing changes if nothing changes. And my body had backed me into a corner where I was just suffering so much from my health issues especially my digestion, that at one point I just thought, I can't carry on living like this. Something's got to give. Something has to change. And that something was me. My attitude. My open-mindedness. And this may apply to you. The one main thing that needs to change is your decision to take action you may find that from the moment you decide to take action and give it a try then that one decision can transform your whole life and what i found after helping hundreds of people transform their health and their life by cutting sugar is that taking action is also unpopular why because it requires effort Because it's uncomfortable, it forces us to change not just our habits, but our outlook and even our beliefs. And of course, life after sugar does actually mean that you'll probably change what you eat. But the good news is that you'll probably find that what also changes is what you want to eat. And even when you want to eat, which is why Life After Sugar is actually pretty popular with the intermittent fasting community. If you have a slightly rebellious personality like I do, as well as being a little bit open-minded and curious, then that may be why intermittent fasting attracted you in the first place. Apart from being a fantastic way to lose weight without suffering or feeling hungry, intermittent fasting and life after sugar are both wonderful ways to reject the diet culture. And by diet culture, I mean all those diets that tell you what to eat, what not to eat, how much to eat, what good foods are, what bad foods are, and even which bad foods you can have as treats, if that makes any sense. And rejecting the diet culture also means rejecting the one single goal of weight loss, which, let's face it, is one of the most popular things out there. Everybody seems to want to lose weight, and you may do too. But why life after sugar is so unpopular is because we concentrate on your holistic well-being, on how good you feel. And in life after sugar, you may be challenged to rethink whether or not sugar and chocolate and all those comfort foods are actually making you feel good or whether they're actually masking how bad you feel. It's worth thinking about. Oh, and by the way, the diet culture also doesn't require you to think much. Which is why I often say that you're better off with a teacher in Life After Sugar because my job as a teacher is to make you think. And well, in the diet culture, thinking is also unpopular. It's funny because a lot of the people who are in the After Sugar Club say they came because they want to lose weight. But what they discovered was that weight loss is just one aspect of feeling good and that in the past, with all the diets they'd tried, the more they concentrated on weight loss, the less energy they actually had to concentrate on their general well-being. And once they started concentrating on their relationship with sugar and with themselves, then guess what? Weight loss happened easily? And naturally. because actually what I found is another unpopular point of view is how weight gain happens. We're so busy focusing on weight loss, we don't even stop to think how weight gain happens. I don't know about you, but diets never really explained to me the role of insulin. I mean, I don't know about you, but I was always told that weight gain was due to eating too many calories. The popular outlook was that we eat too many calories and we don't burn enough of them and, well, that's why we put on weight. It turns out that it's not just about calories and that insulin also has a role to play. Now, if you've read some of Dr. Jason Fung's work, like his book The Obesity Code, you may have come across his explanations about how the hormone insulin is involved in weight management. So basically, when we eat sugary foods, they quickly turn into glucose in our body. And this raises your blood glucose level. And to bring the level back down again, your pancreas releases insulin. Insulin is like a key to allow glucose to enter our cells. And your cells use glucose for energy. But if there's too much insulin being produced, it locks out the glucose from our cells. And the glucose outside the cell simply can't get in and is left outside. Well, this lock and key analogy is neat and it's popular. But it doesn't explain how insulin resistance develops. And insulin resistance is often behind weight gain and also a lot of people's difficulty in losing weight. Now, Dr. Jason Fung prefers to talk about an overflow of glucose where the cell is already overflowing with glucose and therefore more glucose can't get in. He explains that it's much more difficult to move glucose into an insulin-resistant cell than a normal one. It's like the door's stuck and doesn't open. So your pancreas produces more insulin to try to push the glucose into the cell, but it can't do it because the cell's already full of glucose. It's so full that it's overflowing. And this can lead to weight gain and, in some people, to the diagnosis of type 2 diabetes. Seeing that insulin is a fat storage hormone. Producing more insulin is likely to lead to more fat storage. So if your body cells become insulin resistant, they tend to store excess glucose as fat. Basically, says Fung, excessive glucose and excessive insulin are the cause of insulin resistance. And insulin resistance can lead to weight gain. So what we need to do is to reduce insulin and reduce glucose. And that means cutting out the foods that turn quickly into glucose, which means sugar and flour, mostly, as well as sugary drinks. And what else keeps glucose and insulin levels low? Intermittent fasting. Now, I may not be popular for saying this, but it's human biology. The human body doesn't care if how it functions is popular or not. And once we get over that paradigm shift of concentrating just on calories and just on some magic number on the scale and we start to really understand how human biology works, including insulin, then we can be part of a small, unpopular group who can lose weight easily without suffering and without diets. Most of us who are in life after sugar and intermittent fasters have rejected the diet mentality and the diet culture that doesn't help us to understand how the human body works and how your individual body works. There's a biological, scientific reason to keep blood glucose and insulin levels low And weight loss is one reason, but keeping all those metabolic illnesses and health issues at bay is also another good reason, not to mention keeping away cravings and reducing the need to snack. Life after sugar isn't magic, it's just common sense. But for most of us, the diet culture and all those sugary, starchy, processed foods kind of hijack our brains and common sense doesn't often even get a look in. So if you're a bit of a rebel who doesn't mind being unpopular by rejecting the diet culture and even by doing intermittent fasting, which is actually getting more and more popular, well, if you're ready and committed to your own well-being and to improving your health by cutting sugar, then you belong in Life After Sugar, and maybe together we can make it more popular. And if you want to be with other like-minded people, then join us in the After Sugar Club. When you sign up, you'll get all the support, the accountability and the guidance you need to break free from the diet culture as well as from the emotional dependency that you have on sugar. Go to AfterSugarClub.com and click on the big green button. Join the club to see everything that's included in the AfterSugar Club and in the Premium AfterSugar Club, where you'll get much more personalized and customized guidance and feedback to help you on your journey to breaking free from sugar. Plus, you get a whole year for free in the After Sugar Club when you sign up for the premium option. Go to aftersugarclub.com and click on the big green button, join the club, and let's be unpopular together. Thank you for listening. That's it for this week. Keep in touch. And see you soon for another episode.